Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, today I'm announcing two exciting opportunities for you and I'm also talking about six surprising life lessons I learned as your midlife coach who's turning 60. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle, with over a million downloads and counting. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I'm so glad to be here with you again. So if you're listening today in real time, this is my actual birthday week. It's here. I'm proud to say that I'm now 60 years old and glad to be in the 60 plus club. Yes, it's a little weird. And yes, time just flew by. And yes, I feel way younger than I am, like maybe 36 or 37, something like that. And yes, I've been having a ton of fun celebrating. Uh, My six in 60 plan is in full swing, and I've had a blast planning all kinds of things for you. You've been invited to several of them already, and today I have two more gifts to share. If you missed any of the previous announcements, please go to the show notes for this episode to get more information about my 6 and 60 birthday plan and other bonuses and gifts. Just go to susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 314. Okay, but just quick before we dive in, as I mentioned, I have two exciting new things to share with you right now, and I wanted to start with that. The first one is something I've been thinking about for two years, and in honor of my 60th birthday, it's here, (laughs) and it's all about podcast connection. Imaginary drum roll, please. You are invited to join the new Women in the Middle podcast club. Let me tell you what this is all about. Creating this podcast for you every week now for six years, six years this week as well, has really been an interesting experience for me on so many levels, from coaching to storytelling, from reflection to sharing, and from me connecting with you to you connecting with me. And this all got me thinking about connection and how a podcast can do that for you. And before you know it, this thing I call a party in your purse is like a cozy blanket for your soul at a time in your life when you could really use it. So I created a fun way for you to connect with me and the podcast on the next level, a way for you to continue the podcast conversation, and it's called the Women in the Middle Podcast Club. The Podcast Club is basically a book club experience for the podcast. Like if you imagined a book club crossed with my podcast, you would get my Podcast Club baby, I guess. (laughs) Like a baby, if you cross those things. We'll be going deeper into the podcast conversation started in recent episodes, recent from when you have the call. You're going to get a Zoom call with me once a month in a group, a worksheet with thought-provoking questions to help you apply what you're learning on the podcast to your own life, and also some fun surprises along the way. You'll also be able to chat with me directly and share your thoughts with me and other like-minded women. You might be wondering about the price for all of this awesome midlife fun. (laughs) Well, get ready to be amazed. The founding member rate right now is only $6 a month. Yes, $6 a month. So don't waste another minute. Sign up now at www.susierosenstein.com and click on the podcast club button or 
go directly to susierosenstein.com forward slash podcast hyphen club. So you can go directly to my website, susierosenstein.com and click on the podcast club button or go directly at susierosenstein.com forward slash podcast hyphen club. I can't wait to get this party started. Okay, if the podcast club announcement wasn't juicy enough, I have something else to share with you. There's something fun happening in February 2024. Keeping with the connection theme, if you love the podcast and love hearing from me in your ear every week, you're going to love joining me and other like-minded women on the Women in the Middle Connection Cruise. Yes, an in-person opportunity. It's a four-night cruise, and we leave out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida in February 2024. We're going to be cruising to the Bahamas and Key West. So if this sounds interesting to you, send me an email right away to get on the list and make sure you get a spot. Details will follow shortly. So email me at info at com. That's info at com, And that is the email that is listed on my website. Just put cruise in the subject head. And I can't wait to hear from you. And more importantly, hang out with you on the first Women in the Middle Connection Cruise. So much fun. Okay, now let's dive into this episode. I know that was a lot of excitement just now with those two announcements, but (laughs) just calm down, take a deep breath, and let's keep going. I mean, I am super excited about it, I got to tell you. But I just want to keep going because I really want to share my thoughts on some pretty big life lessons from being an older and wiser woman. I mean, you know, this turning 60 thing, I wanted to really make it special. So as I mentioned, this episode is about six surprising life lessons I learned as your midlife coach who's turning 60. I honestly wasn't aware of a lot of this stuff 10 years ago. So to put things in perspective, I got laid off from my 19-year job about 10 years ago. I started my podcast six years ago this week. I'm turning 60 this week. As of the time you're listening this, I turned 60. I started my training as a life coach nine and a half years ago from uh, July 2023. My first kid went to university about 10 years ago, and I got Nico the Noof, my amazing dog, about 10 years ago too. So a lot has happened in the last decade or so. And as most life coaches do, I also took a deep dive into my own personal development as I grew into my new professional identity and learned a few things along the way. I learned a lot along the way. So my friend, I'm thrilled to share some of these insights with you. So here we go. Six surprising life lessons from midlife coach on turning 60. And that midlife coach is me. Life lesson number one, thoughts about aging are sneaky. This lesson was surprising to me, but now with years of experience coaching midlife women, I know this to be true. Like based on my experience, this is what I see. You might think you're cool with the way you think about aging, but inevitably you have some sneaky thoughts or maybe surprising thoughts about getting older that you may not have any awareness of. Now this is relevant because as you know, your thinking creates your feelings and your feeling state fuels the actions you take. So if you are full of negative and or unuseful thoughts about aging, like all this stuff going on in your mind and you're not even aware of it, you could be creating some life outcomes for yourself that aren't what you want. For example, 
The first time I really noticed this was around being complimented for not looking my age. So this happened a couple of years ago. I mean, I often don't look my age, like throughout periods of my life. When I was young as a teenager, people thought I was older. And, you know, that was fun back then. And then <laughs> I started to get north of 40. I started to get um, comments pretty regularly that I didn't look my age. They seem to have slowed down in the last few years, I had to say. But <laughs> I did start to notice that on occasion, a couple of years ago, when I was being complimented for not looking my age, I had a reaction to it, a big positive reaction to it. So the thing is that I'd been working on my mindset around aging for years, and I thought I was cool with it. I'm like, yeah, I don't have any issues about getting older. But then I got curious about my overwhelming positive and excited reaction to compliments like this. So think about it. When somebody tells you, you look good for your age, or wow, you don't look that old, that kind of thing. So I started to get really curious about it because I started to feel amazing. Like, what What was I making it mean? Why was it such a compliment? What is wrong with looking your age? Really important questions for you to think about. So interesting. And of course, in our culture, youth and youthful appearance is commonly valued differently than aging, right? Youth is is seen to be better. It seemed to be... uh it's better to be younger than older. I mean, that's the bottom line of how it comes out. It comes out in entertainment. It comes out at work, in career situations, employment. It comes out in all kinds of ways. And it's just really important to be curious around your autopilot thinking about aging and what it means for you to get older and then decide if you like your reasons for thinking whatever it is. And if you don't like your reasons, then you can work on thinking differently on purpose. But the first thing is, is to explore and be curious and just kind of try to even find what those thoughts are about aging with curiosity. That's the key. Okay, life lesson number two, motivation likes to find you working. Now, this concept was life-changing for me. It appears to be a variation of a Pablo Picasso quote, inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. And I've heard another version, creativity likes to find you working. And I love all of them. And the meaning really challenges what so many of us think when it comes to wanting to do something and then having resistance and then procrastinating. The way this thought affected me was around the thoughts I have when it comes to creating something new, like a blog, a workshop, a podcast, for example, those kinds of things. My go-to thought is that, oh, no, I need a big chunk of uninterrupted time. <laughs> It has to be like this sacred space. It needs to be uninterrupted time. And as you can imagine, that rarely happens. So it's easy to keep procrastinating. This idea shakes that way of thinking to the core. What if you don't need a big chunk of uninterrupted time to do some of the things or to complete some of the things that you want to work on? What if it's more about starting than completing? And like I said, this concept was life-changing for me. There's magic in starting, in taking the first step. So that's what I want to offer you. If you want to do something, to create something, to try something, you can believe your thoughts that you shouldn't do it now for whatever reason, or you could challenge your thinking that there's value in starting, period. That's it. 
And the idea is that the act of doing whatever it is will help you take the next step and get the inspiration, creativity, and motivation that you need. So good. Okay, life lesson number three, underwear says a lot about your self-care. Now, you've heard me talk a lot about your panty situation on this podcast. The first time was way back on episode number six in 2017. I believe your underwear is a really important clue to how you are taking care of yourself. It's not that your undies need to be fancy or expensive, but if you're wearing pathetic panties, I think it's a great opportunity for you to be curious why. Why would you wear something that doesn't look good, doesn't feel good physically or emotionally? Pathetic panties, they just, they don't serve you anymore. They no longer serve you. They don't do what they're supposed to do properly when they ride up or roll down, when they fall down, or quite frankly, when they actually fall right off your bum. And I hate to admit it, but that actually happened to me once. I was carrying grocery bags across the parking lot on the way to my car. And as they were slipping down, I was like loaded with grocery bags, both arms. And I was thinking, I, I, I feel them slipping down. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Are they actually going to fall down and hit the pavement? <laughs> then I remembered, wait, wait, wait. I remembered I was wearing a skirt. Well, if I'm wearing a skirt, everything would be okay. Am I wearing a skirt? So I'm like shuffling along, trying to get my car and all of this drama was happening as I was making my way across the lot, being loaded down with groceries. When I got to my van, I could see that, in fact, I was wearing a skirt and all was fine. Well, except one thing. I was left with the evidence. There was a big giant clue that I could no longer ignore. I wasn't taking care of myself in this department at all. And my self-care was on the line. So I did something about it. I got really curious about why this happened and my thoughts about all of it. Even my confusion about where to buy new panties and my resistance to getting rid of the old ones. Lots of juicy thoughts to work on. There was so much going on with this topic, I couldn't believe it. But the lesson here is that your underwear serves as an important clue to how well you're focusing on your own self-care, how well you're taking care of yourself the way you want to. Not the way you're supposed to, not about what some article or blog told you to do, the way you want to. You got to look at that disconnect and ask yourself, is this where I want to be? So as always, send me an email when you take care of business down there because it cracks me up and it makes me so happy. It's the most popular email I get. <laughs> okay, lesson number four, envy is an awesome clue to what you actually want. It's a funny thing about envy. It feels like such an ugly emotion with few, if any, redeeming qualities. That's what it feels like. So here's the definition, a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Not very nice, right? Ugh. But here's the thing, hiding in the weeds of all that messy negative emotion are more clues kind of like the pathetic panty situation. <laughs> There's clues. So why would you feel envy anyway? Because of resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Someone else has what you want. Bing, bing, bing. Emphasis on the phrase, what you want. In midlife, getting clear about what you actually want and what your priorities are 
can draw a big, giant blank. Lots of women in my academy join because of that exact reason. Not knowing what you want can get very heavy, stressful, and confusing. It all happens within the backdrop of aging, thoughts about running out of time, a sense of urgency and time flying, and let's not forget the fear of having regrets. Enter envy, a lovely little emotion that helps shine the spotlight on what you actually want. So if you're aware enough to embrace envy as a clue to help you understand yourself better, you can get some incredible insight. The key is to increase your awareness of feeling that actual feeling, catching it when it's activated, and then being super curious about why you're feeling that way. Envy can save you lots of time if you're open to learning from it. Life lesson number five, dreaming is a worthy endeavor to get better at. My friend, the way so many of us have forgotten how to dream is so sad. The way I see it, there are two parts to this. First, there's being so disconnected to what you even love, what you desire, what lights you up, like it's off your radar and you may not ever even think about it. You may not have a clue of what this elusive idea is all about for you. It's nowhere near being top of mind. And then the second way I see this is with the inability to start to dream again. Like when you realize you're not dreaming and have no dreams, and then you try to do something about it. There's another problem. You forgot how. It's like your dreaming muscle has atrophied. You're so out of practice that you're just blank. And when you come up with a whisper of an idea, you quickly kill it with thoughts like, well, that'll never work, or that's too expensive, or ooh, that's too hard, or whatever. Like insert excuse, insert thought that's gonna take you away from coming up with a dream. I've seen this with so many amazing women in the middle. And one of the strategies I teach is to focus on what you want first and move toward making it foundational so you don't even question it anymore. And then, and only then, you start thinking about how you're going to make it happen. So what first, then how? If you allow the how you're going to do it kinds of thoughts to start too soon, they will absolutely squish your dreams. You got to keep them at bay. Once what you want is solid or foundational, then you can work on asking your brain to think better questions to help you solve the problem, but not to make the problem go away because it's not a problem. It's just an obstacle. You just haven't figured it out yet. So what first, then how? Totally a great strategy. And life lesson number six, learn to be present more often than not. This lesson feels like a pillow with a quote on it or a quote you might have on the fridge magnet, doesn't it? (laughs) You just talk about being present all the time. We all do. But do you really know what it means? And many of us think we're in the moment, so to speak. But my experience personally and professionally is that sadly, not so much. We're not. I have a feeling you can relate to this too. First, just think about your phone and your devices. I don't need to say much else about that one. But the other area that it really comes up in is when you're working on a goal or you have a big event or occasion uh, coming up. It's so easy to discount the worthiness of the time and what you're doing in that time on the lead up to accomplishing or experiencing the thing. What happens then is that you just focus on the end result being the big deal, but nothing else really counts. It's all about the big thing. So think of it this way. Let's say you have a big trip coming up, like you're planning and planning and and you saved a lot of money and you're so excited. You're going to be going on a safari in Africa, for example, a year from now. 
So what typically goes on with this is that you start to think, oh, this vacation is going to be so fun and and it's going to be uh, maybe life changing. I'm going to have so many amazing experiences and oh, the nature photography. I just can't wait. I can't wait to enjoy my life then during the vacation. Oh my God, what's taking so long this day will never come. So that's the thing. Those kinds of thoughts. This vacation is going to be so much fun. I can't wait to enjoy my life. It's going to be so great during the vacation. Oh my God, what's taking so long? You know what I mean? So these kinds of thoughts. So ask yourself, you have a year of this in this example, and how long is the trip going to be? Two weeks or so, maybe, maybe three, but for I would imagine a trip like this is at least two, but you have the whole year before the event. What about being present during the whole year? What if you were happier during that year, satisfied, content? Are you when you're waiting for something like that? Being more aware of this kind of thinking that you'll be fully engaged and happy when this or that happens, it doesn't typically serve you because you're not enjoying all of your life when you're thinking this way. You're essentially only waiting for the good stuff. Now, I'm not saying you're putting your whole life on hold, but it seeps in. You're waiting for things to be great. When you're waiting for things to be great, you're not as focused on being present and appreciating where you are now. The good stuff can start now too. Okay, so there you have it. Six surprising lessons from a midlife coach turning 60. Number one, thoughts about aging are sneaky. Number two, motivation likes to find you working. Number three, underwear says a lot about your self-care. Number four, envy is an awesome clue to what you actually want. Number five, dreaming is a worthy endeavor to get better at. Number six, learn to be present more often than not. Sometimes it takes a few decades to get clear on all of this important stuff. You know what? That's okay. Okay, that is it for this episode. As you know, this podcast is all about how to love your life again after 50. It's really all about coaching you to be more intentional and to incorporate mindfulness into your life as a regular practice. This is how you put yourself on your agenda. My focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, get clear and focused on your current values and priorities so you don't have regrets. You know you're meant for more and don't want to waste valuable time. I get it. You can absolutely create less busy, more balance and more happiness. And I can help you create the success you're looking for. That's why I created the Women in the Middle Academy with you in mind, because it's a warm, supportive, and fun coaching community of like-minded women who grow forward together so you feel great about your future. So email me your questions and let's talk about it and see if it's for you. Go ahead and book your free no-obligation momentum call at www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 314. Want to take the podcast conversation to a whole new level? Join the Women in the Middle Podcast Club by heading over to susierosenstein.com and clicking the Podcast Club button. So excited to see you there. What about this? Are you interested in cruising with me in February? The Connection Cruise is waiting for you. Email me at info at and put cruise in the subject line 
and you'll get an email with next steps. There are limited spots, so don't delay. And if you're interested in applying to be a guest on my new podcast, Women in the Middle Entrepreneurs, head over to www.midlifeinterviews.com and apply. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week. 